Half past nine. <sighs> Still, what can you expect? Always the same new house. Time to be built. Of course. They all built. <laughs> yes, they sir. Oh, no. Here's a... Oh. Huh. I didn't know we knew anybody there. Where? Australia. Well, I don't. Do you? Open it. I want to bite you. We'd been in the house three weeks when the letter came. July. It was drowsy weather. There's so much to do. The new house, curtains, and we worked very hard. We went to bed before dark every day, tired out. By the same post, I got a letter from Mary. Forgetting Australia for the moment, I was deep in her everlasting news when something made me look up. I looked down again and then back once more at Arthur's face. I wasn't sure then what I saw there. I only knew that whatever it was, it wasn't good. Biotex, the new soak and pre-wash powder presents Beyond Midnight by Michael McKay. how to get your washing really stain-free, understand this. Biotex removes the stains and dirt washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Stains, grass stains, tiresome collar and cuff stains, ingrained dirt, soil and grime. Out they all come and you don't stir a finger. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Biotex with natural enzymes is the pre-wash powder with the most enzymes to give you extra pre-wash power. Absolutely no rubbing, no color loss, no fabric wear. Use it for cotton, silks, woolens, synthetics. Use it to make new again. Soaking in Biotex removes the stains and dirt, but washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Those used to be sunny mornings. The house faced east over the estuary. And I used to open the windows early to air out the smell of paint. We'd moved in the day the workmen left, and everywhere was fresh and lovely. The house, though ancient, felt new to us. It had been a step, leaving Wimbledon Park. But those early weeks were proof that it had all been worth it. Then the letter came. Arthur! Who... who what was it? Well, this letter... It's from the P. St. J. Hobart. Well? He says that the house... This house has no business to be disposed of. He says it's his. His? Uh, under... Under his late uncle's will. Late St. P. Oh, St. St. John Hobart. Uh, oh, he was the owner. Did you remember? Been in the family for a couple of years. Well, he did everything carefully. Did you remember that it was a lawyer? Yeah, I know, Hobart, but... He, he died here, the uncle, but... He died um, intestate. 
Oh, you made a will? Well, the lawyer's had it, apparently. But, oh, this is what this chap from Australia says. Well, 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 this is what I know. I mean, what the lawyer's told me. This is true. Look, 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 wait a minute. The old man made the will, but then went to the lawyers and destroyed it under their very noses. Well, they told me. He didn't make another one, and then he died. All he left was bills. So the house was sold to pay the bills. Nothing about a, a nephew anywhere. Well, now all this, well, what does it mean? Arthur, those lawyers can't have made a mistake. <laughs> no, they can't. Now, this chap hasn't got a leg to stand on. He's trying his own. Or, or an imposter. Here, read it. Hmm? <sighs> Whoever he is, he knows the place like the back of his hand. Read it. So that... Does, does, does this mean that we've Just got... Just read it. I don't know what it means. Well, well, not much, I hope. Cool, he's an insulting sound, so, but... Hmm? Well, like I said, well, he mightn't be genuine. Pack of robbers. It's hmm. very charming for a start. Scene of his boyhood. <laughs> He can't make up his mind whether to insult us so that we clear out or to make us feel bad, preying on our feelings. A scene of his boyhood. Lived my miserable life with no hope only to return. It's my fate, my inheritance, and my passion. Mine. And no one shall cheat me of it. Hmm? Well, it sounds sort of like a threat, doesn't it? No, I'll it. Well, it's me. It's just, just, well, dismissing it. I'm not dismissing it. Well, I... Oh, I mean, really. In fairness, his uncle ought to have told him. Well, maybe they fell out. Well, you never know. There's a lot goes on in those old families. I'm... I mean, always supposing this chap is genuine and... Well, anyway, I think you ought to send this on to the lawyers and that. I mean, well, he's only just moved in, Arthur. And we're not moving out either. It's our house. Bought fair and square and above board with cash. Well, I mean, let, let these lawyers you saw, who arranged everything, let them write to this P. P. J. What? Hmm? About this man. Oh, Hobart. Yes, well, well, let them write to him. I mean, what are they for? What else are they for? In the first place, he ought to have written to them instead of trying to play us up. <laughs> you has got a leg to stand on. Look, this hasn't got anything to do with us. Did you put it out of your mind and send it to the lawyers? Not a hope. For a start, I wouldn't be surprised really if that it. was the end of it. All right? Arthur? My dear husband left the room after that, went down to the garden and stood on the lawn and looked out across the water. It was a lovely house. We'd wanted a house near the sea. Arthur was very keen on boating and asked nothing better than a bit of gardening when ashore. That morning, before that letter came, we, we planted out some carnations and Arthur had cut the hedge and was so happy. It was the last happy morning we ever had, I suppose, together. <laughs> Arthur set eyes on the place. I knew you were going to live there. You came on it around a turn of the valley, suddenly. Just the house, the water, and the trees going up. The lawn sloped to the estuary, and there was a jetty. High and dry that day, for the tide was out. But you didn't tell me you'd written yourself. Oh, Arthur, I thought you were just going to pass the letter to the lawyers. Well, uh, well I did, but... I thought I'd like to try and explain things to Hobart myself, too. That's a letter writer. The, the, the way you put express yourself. Yeah, well, there it is. <sighs> but that's in the fire now, all right. <sighs> he's just gloating. I, I mean, he sounds like a, well, like a maniac. I just wanted him to let him know that the place was in good hands. Well, well, I thought... Oh, I don't know what I thought. Would he go for us with a, with a gun or anything? He sounds as if... Anyway, he's coming. 
Parker throws the whole matter out. What is it, a thrush out? It's our house. We bought it. I mean, that's what I told the lawyers. I, I thought lawyers were people to be trusted. I, I've never had to deal with lawyers much before, but at least I thought in an open and shut case like this, I mean, when there's no doubt is in the right, I, well, I thought they'd be on our side. All they do is hum and haw, change the subject. The villagers aren't much better. Oh, they're a close lot, they are. Smugglers, that's what they are. Go on. They're in league with the Hobarts. I tell you that for nothing. Well, how on earth can they know the nephew's coming? Uh, I don't know, but... They know he's, he's coming here, all right. The way they look at me. They won't be living in that nice house for long. That's what they look say. Oh, sometimes I wish we'd never come here at all. Why? We bought it as ours. Why, then, if that bloke continues his present attitude, not a word will I hear. I will not clear out. I'll not so. And that's final. This P. Hobart man arrives in London day after tomorrow. He'll be here that same day. this worry hanging over us. Arthur couldn't concentrate on the garden. Somehow I couldn't summon up any energy to get on with the things that needed doing around our home. Because we were frightened that in a very short time it would no longer be our home. And then, two mornings later, we ceased to worry. I'm just going down to the shops, dear. Do you need anything? Arthur, dear, is there anything wrong? Lizzie, look. Hmm? What? Arthur, what's the matter? I don't believe it. What? Well, there's been a plane crash. Hmm? En route. Home from Australia. Where they give the passenger list. Look. All lives lost. There. voice our relief. We, we were ashamed. Later on that day, the lawyers came on the phone. Yes, I know, said Arthur. Don't tell me. That, that evening, our floorboards started to be torn up. A clock was moved from in front of a sliding panel. Thrown out in heaps were our clothes and papers from drawers and cupboards. I heard him. Arthur heard him. It went on, night and day, but neither of us caught him at it. How could we doubt for a minute who it was? Like a new man. It's a lovely day today. I thought you had soon. I took a grandpa headache powder and I'm well better. 
When colds and flu are about, Grandpa Headache Powders are what you need. Grandpa Headache Powders work fast because they dissolve almost immediately. Grandpa makes all those dreadful flu symptoms disappear quickly. So, whenever you're in pain, get fast relief. Get Grandpa Headache Powders. Ah, Grandpa. Just soak. Just soak in biotech. Stains, grass stains, collar and cuff stains, ingrain dirt, soil and grime. Out they come and you don't stir a finger. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Biotex with natural enzymes is the pre-wash powder with the most enzymes to give you extra pre-wash power. Absolutely no rubbing, no color loss, no fabric wear. Soaking in Biotex removes the stains and dirt that washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. as we could, leaving the house to pee, Sidge and Hobart, in case he might weary and be still. We now seldom saw the sun. It was sultry weather. The trees became dark as if they were full of smoke. To distract me, Arthur would take me boating upriver, out of sight of the house. Or we'd take sandwiches and go into the woods. Sometimes we'd go miles and miles away, walking nearly all day. This lasted for a little while, but I could see that my husband wasn't happy. He was right, of course. Man should stay in his own house. 
You telephone the vicarage. More to please me than any hope that a solution from there might help us. Either way, it was the same. Because Mrs. West, the vicar's wife, told us her husband was away for three weeks on exchange in a north of England parish. And then, one evening, I saw P. Sitchin Hobart. I feel as if we've walked for miles and miles. I feel as if we've walked to Land End and back. Oh, it's lovely to go out for the day, but it's even nicer to reach home again and see your house down. Red sky at night, Shabbos delight. Huh. What's of this? Arthur, going to, going to, hmm? look in the doorway. We looked down at our home from the hill above it, down through the sycamore trees, and he stood in the doorway as might an owner. Oh, we knew him so well. He was tall and bald, and even from that distance, I felt that he was smiling. Let's get down there to our house. Covers, but somehow my heart wasn't in my task at all. I looked towards the window, and there he was, one hand flat against the pane, with the water running down in little rivers. Through the glass, I saw his teeth and his eyeballs. I saw him laugh silently. Terribly. Arthur, dear, let's close the curtains, shall we? Hmm? Oh, yes. Somehow I... I pity him out there. Oh, Arthur, how much longer, how much... Oh, my dear, I won't go, I won't... <laughs> What's good enough for him is good enough for me. Yeah, but why don't you go? What? Why don't you go away just for a while? And for a change? And to Mary's side? Hmm? Mary doesn't leave you. I know where my place is. He's stopped looking for the will, hasn't he? It seems as if he has. Seems concerned with us now. Could... Could he do us some harm, do you think? Well, how could he? He's not of this world. Well, not flesh and, uh, and blood. What else could he touch us? Perhaps he, he wants to come to terms. Terms? It's funny. I, I, I wouldn't mind having a bachelor in the house. I, I wouldn't mind at all. If he was alive. Do you 
fair and square with a living man. That's all I ask a living man to deal with. Well, as it is, I, I hope it's a dirty trick. Well, you can't blame him. Blame the air crash, but you can't blame him. I never thought that there'd come a day when, when I'd tolerate in my home someone, something from, from a world which isn't ours. I can't enjoy my home anymore, and I won't be able to until I've had this out. Until it's finished. I'll have this out with him if I die in the attempt. Arthur would stand for hours in our doorway, watching to see who would come out of the woods. It seemed as if Hobart had given up sneering. He'd remain quietly in the corner of a room or, or range the woods above the property. He'd stand by the water and look out across the estuary. Far from getting an occasional glimpse of him, we started to see him quite regularly, almost every day. After a while, it seemed as if we merely had a silent guest living with us. But you see, Hobart would never face Arthur squarely. No, no sort of satisfaction would he give. It was always distance. Distance between them. And looking back, I can see that this was all planned on our ghost's part. He was goading Arthur. Goading him. He was everywhere. And, and always the same queer smile upon his face. Get us out? No. Somehow, I think I knew, even during those days, that he meant to do more than that. May have been his revenge, I don't know. P. Sidgen Hobart brought about a rift between my dear husband and me. I never thought such a thing possible. After all those years, but it happened. A dead man came between us. Arthur grew titchy. He lost his appetite. It was as if I'd done something wrong. The end came suddenly. There's going to be a storm. Oh, so glad we've got a nice lot of logs in, dear. Oh, my, it's dark in here. Mm -hmm. Arthur? Arthur, dear, what? Dinner's ready and... Oh! Hobart was standing between the dinner table and me. Oh, He'd never come so close before. He was laughing silently. His bald head shone in the fire glow. He came closer. I saw whites of his eyes. I know evil when I saw it. This was evil. was beginning. Already I knew it would be raining in the estuary. It was full tide. Hobart, P. Sidgen Hobart came closer to me and closer still. Arthur! Hobart laughed again, as silent as ever, and then backed away to the sofa. Oh, you needn't go. We've got business. Mr. St. John Hobart! And he spread his arms wide, Arthur did, barring the one way out of the room. And Hobart walked straight through Arthur and the door and disappeared. No, you can't! You can't do this! Well, no, just... Uh... Hobart! 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 I ran to the window and I watched the ghost 
strolled down across the lawn. Arthur ran after it. My poor dear tried to battle with it. He, he threw punches at it. He was fighting the air. Hobart went on and on, down towards the jetty. Full tide. The water was high and angry. Lightning flashed. Hobart shimmered in the lightning. Through the downpour, I watched them come face to face for Hobart turned suddenly. I could see him laugh. What began to pass, I shall never know. I could not move, could not follow. Time for me stood still. I, I was watching a, a play, a film. I, I was in a dream, anything. Anything except reality. Hobart strolled off towards the jetty. Arthur followed. Lightning. A white sheet under the water. Over which P. Sidgen Hobart walked. Forward, on. Arthur followed and fell where the jetty ended. What remained was the roaring storm and the racing water into which my dear had gone like a stone. to get your washing really stain-free, understand this. Biotex removes the stains and dirt washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Stains, grass stains, tiresome collar and cuff stains, ingrained dirt, soil and grime. Out they all come and you don't stir a finger. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Biotex with natural enzymes is the pre-wash powder with the most enzymes to give you extra pre-wash power. Absolutely no rubbing, no color loss, no fabric wear. Use it for cottons, silks, woolens, synthetics. Use it to make new again. Soaking in Biotex removes the stains and dirt, but washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Beyond Midnight is presented every Friday night at half past nine by Biotex. 
the new soak and pre-wash powder. The program is adapted for broadcasting and produced by Michael McCabe.